busting those records. Here we go. Here comes Niagara. Here comes that Joe. It's bright and so right. Radio 99. Niagara calls with music. Tops with you. The latest, the greatest, and time and temperature too. So here comes Niagara. This is Joe Niagara. For the next five hours, you'll hear hit records on Punk Till I Die. From now to 12 midnight, Niagara calls. I put down a wailing pound of sound. In those records, let's go, Joe. Here goes Niagara for another show. If you're ready... everybody welcome back to the punk till i die podcast episode number 64 yes let me double check to make sure that's right because i keep getting this wrong is that the age that paul mccartney wondered if you would still love me when i'm 64 when i'm 64 yeah i guess that's right yeah 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 Yeah. there you go liverpool connection yeah who's he married to now who cares because his other wife died didn't she he looks like his own grandma at this point he looks like his own grandma okay well that's good so anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Tom. Of course, the other the other voice you hear is Neil back in our respective back in our respective homes after our big road trip. I'm yes, indeed. Solitude. I'm, you're back at the dining room table in Greater Chicago. I'm. I know. I actually do mine now. I I got a desk. I, when COVID started, I just I bought a little desk and moved it into my main living room where the record player is. I moved the record player under the TV, and I have a desk on the wall where the record player and stuff used to be. So that's where I work from home, and that's where I do my podcast now. Like staring at the wall. I do. I'm staring at the my Amy Winehouse poster, basically. Yeah, Amy is staring well, at me right in the eye. You could be looking out your window, watching one neighbor beat the crap out of the other with a sack of nickels or something. <laughs> yeah, true enough. True enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I could be. You know, you know, it's funny. You know, so when I talk about somebody to uh, you know about the podcast who doesn't know it, or I, I'm just talking about it in general, I often use the term. My partner, my partner's in Chicago. My, but, but you know, but partner is a different word than when we were kids, right? Yeah, it's another one of those words that's like, been co-opted. This is, this is Jim and Jake. They're they're partners in a concrete company or something. You know? oh, yeah. So I said you should probably stop saying that because it does mean something. It does mean something different. So I, 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 I but I, but I don't want to say you know he's my, you know, non-sexual podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's my pod, my co-broadcaster or something. Well, I don't know. Maybe my partner in crime. Yeah. Well, we see, even that, even that sounds a little... See, everything's been co-opted. The whole language has been co-opted, dude. And there's just things we can't say and can say. And... Sodomy laws. God damn it. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird little quirk of thing I've come across over the last... I don't know however long we've been doing this now. Yeah, 64. Episode 64. We are... Yeah, we started in October. One, Once again, two, we're way ahead of schedule. So if we ten want to months. Take house, if ten we months. Ten months off you people are gonna have to just just chill your asses out till january yeah so yeah so let's see we've done 10 months with this the 64th episode in 10 months so yeah That's we're doing like yeah basically I mean, and, it, and they're pretty long too i mean not like joe rogan long 
No. Like four or whatever, but... Yeah, yeah. We asked, so, so you know, we, we were just out in Logansport, obviously. We and were, I, yes. I, I, I had a wonderful time. How about yourself, Neil? No, I had, a, I had a fun time. I mean, it was a... It was a fast, like I was in and out in 24 hours, right? I mean, that's that's what it was. Stayed a little longer. It made it a little more of a vacation. But I know, your cats need to be fed, right? Yeah, my cats need to be fed. Um, so, yeah, Tom went. Tom uh, traveled we down have, into Indiana on a Friday, right? You were there like two or three days. Yeah, we well, and we didn't hurry back on Sunday either. Uh, we went to went through Warsaw on the way back and went to a, hit another pretty cool record store and found a nice little brewery for lunch and... Um, so yeah, we definitely hit a bunch of wineries, hit some antique places. Um, we made a little bit of a weekend out of it. You know, we loved it. My wife and I love to go on vacation, and obviously we haven't, we don't really have the option of, you know, going to Mexico or something this year. At least not yet. We're still kind of holding out hope for the fall. So it was, so we've been taking a lot of little, uh, little weekends, you know? Yeah. It's not expensive to do little weekend trips through the Midwest. But it's funny though, I mean, thinking about that, I, like, I would have thought that, well, we'll get to this in a minute, but I thought that, would have thought that hotel in Logansport would have been cheaper than it was. Can, you know, no. a it's Logansport, Indiana, right? And b it was a pretty shitty hotel. So, <laughs> yes, the, it's like I said, quality in with a small Q. Fucking hell, yeah. I mean, maybe it was quality when it was first built, but like you said, it looked like it was painted by Stevie Wonder. Painted I mean, by schools of the blind. That's right. <laughs> just, just awful. So, yeah. So, Tom, so Tom it went. It didn't have bed bugs. That's that's my my main requirement is no bed bugs. Really, that's the that's the bottom line. No bed bugs. Wow. I could have I could have slept in the bathtub and had no bed bugs. When you were younger, right? That was your minimum. Yeah. 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 Wow. No crabs. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So so Tom went Friday, Saturday, and left on Sunday and meandered back. I drove down. Um. So people that don't know, people in England and Australia and South Africa or wherever. Um. To drive from Chicago to uh, Logansport, Indiana, takes about three hours. So I left early Saturday morning, got into Logansport, because they're on Eastern Time, so it adds an hour. So I got there like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, met Tom for a drink at a bar. Yep, then we, lunch. Yeah, and lunch. Yeah, and then we pretty decent. dropped our shit off at the, uh, at the shit hotel. Um, and then we <laughs> went to... Literally uh, like a half hour further north on Friday night, and it was, it was much nicer. Yeah, see, if you should have done that. Or the st- well, well, we'll know for next time. Um, and from there, we went to uh, Matt's huge spread out in the country. And when I say country, Matt does live in the country, right? Yes, like when you're looking for his house, the land, it's like, you know, I'm a quarter mile uh, south of the giant gnarled oak tree. <laughs> yeah, shit, no shit. And it's in the middle of cornfields. I mean, it's literally cornfields around around his uh, house. awesome awesome party barn set up he was an awesome he was an awesome host we, we uh can't thank you enough man no it was it was fantastic so yeah we, into his house drank his beer stolen from his family and yeah. then publicly made fun of him stole records from his uh from his right, massive ass collection from in from the back right <laughs> yes you, yes you did i, I he actually it was like a seven inch like sitting on the on this little bar there too and he's like oh that was a band i was in you can have that I'm like oh cool yeah it was, <laughs> so, yeah. To, so we basically raided his house we basically came down from michigan and illinois and raided his house drank all his beer <laughs> records we didn't take his good inside records no no we only took his because he, he he bought like this huge ass collection from somebody and it's like stored in the barn so it was all what 70s stuff episode was he on number 20 something right oh early on yeah yeah he was a long episode right 
he was it was like twenty something. Matt from Matt uh, Swisher from Failure Records and Tapes and the Record Farm, and he tells the story actually about how the store got started. They bought an eighteen thousand record collection from a guy, and he still has like six thousand of them in his barn. And I got to tell you, you you really need to see it to appreciate how episode much nineteen, space episode nineteen, it was nineteen. Okay, yeah, but you really need to see that to appreciate how many records. You ha- I mean, he, uh, that is, you know, how much space that takes up. I actually have a photograph of it, and I'll post it. I'll post it along with this with this episode so people can see it, because it is, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But a big, tall wall full of, full of records, and, and it's not, you know, you're not going to find any probably huge gems in there, but it's, you know, cool 60s, 70s stuff. We, I mean, you might have done. There was so much. There was so much, and it's so tightly packed in, and it's mainly, it's mainly on walls and shelves, but then there was stuff in bins. There was stuff in boxes. It was uh, crazy, right? It was a digger's dream. Problem being, I don't remember ever what his response was. Like you know, like if you're bored on a Saturday afternoon, you go out there and just start sorting through them again. But I think he said they'd been through most of them, so or they'd already been through them once. So. Well, I'd actually be happy. I mean, if we went down there again, I'd actually be happy to go for a few hours and help him out. You know, try and get him sorted. Through old records. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, one of the problems was I'd have stayed back there longer looking, but man, it was so hot. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> guess what? Did you play the ones you rated? Um, no, I have not. Um, I've oh. got them here. I've got them here, but um, I haven't. I haven't played them yet. I actually have not been. A- I have not listened to all the stuff I bought either because I picked up quite a bit of stuff and I've been going through it slowly. And it's all really, most of it's all really good stuff. So I'm like kind of savoring it a little bit. So. Yeah. So so after we were at Matt's house. Yep. Then we drove over to the uh, to his store, actually in the middle of Logansport, which is the yep. record farm. And uh, it's a small record store, but it's well curated. It's got a lot of stuff in there. And punk, uh, what's punk that? And metal. Yeah, punk and metal mainly. Yeah, even though you know he has he has a decent selection of stuff. He's done a really nice job of curating the store. Sixties and seventies used, like the used is definitely more you know general interest rock and roll stuff. Or, yeah, you know jazz that kind of stuff. In the yeah the stuff that he you know the new stuff a lot of punk and metal. So, um, and th- from there we set up for the podcast. So hopefully most of you either saw the live, the Facebook live or, um, by now you'll have hear- heard the, the podcast, which would be number 60, uh, 62. So yeah, theoretically, if they're listening to them in order, they would have heard it by now. Yeah. And, I uh, definitely think we were shot out of a can and it was fun. We had been drinking. Yeah. Seriously. We were drinking all day from when I first arrived, um, for lunch. Drank, drank for lunch, drank at Matt's house, drank during the podcast at the record farm. Then after we were done with our podcast, we said hello to some of the regulars and stuff, and then we went to a local Italian restaurant in, in Logansport, right? Historic Logansport. Um, we had more drinks there. Yep. And then the, um, the lovely couple, who uh, Adam, who played, who played the songs for us live... He invited us, him and his wife, Whitney, they invited us back to the house, and we went and had more drinks back there and looked at his record collection. So it was a long day of drinking and looking at records, basically, right? He has got some record collection, too, doesn't he? He does, in the basement, in that little house of his, yeah. And he's he's one of these weird weird completist guys that just fixates on a band or two and just has crazy amounts of highly collectible stuff. He's He's a big Melvin's fan. He's got some crazy Melvin stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they were that was it was they were very nice and they hosted us at their at their home and it was it was the the other cool thing about it, it sort of felt normal right it did it did it felt very natural they were very very nice I mean everybody but down I mean, there was cool that, like no COVID nineteen you know what I mean just none of the just like the way things were before a little bit and I don't think we ever turned the camera on there wasn't you know there was a handful of people watching us a half dozen people or so and we and they didn't have any chairs 
which we probably should have got some chairs, which is part of the reason why I kind of pushed to not go super long. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> people were standing. Well, yeah, well, they had a choice. I mean, apart, for, apart from your lovely wife, obviously, but everybody else had a choice. They didn't have to stay there, you know. That's true. But, well, listen, dude, we're very captivating. How are you going to walk away in the middle of it? You know, that <laughs> That's is, true. There was, the small, there was a crowd, but it was a small enough crowd that people would notice if someone left. So, you know, you maybe you feel obligated. Yeah, except for that one weird dude who walked in and looked around and then wandered out again. Yeah, that was before we started. Yeah, that's that guy. <laughs> hey, he was pretty impressed with the the select the two used Alabama CDs. He didn't buy, them, but he was pretty impressed by them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Well, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird little town, and uh, I've been there a couple of times now, and it's it's a you know I always have fun hanging out there, so. Yeah, and so um, I just stayed over the one night. We after after we were at the. Uh, Adam's house. We went back to the hotel at the, the shitty Quality Inn, and um, I only stayed one night. Now, for some reason, the Holiday Inn it, it it advertised it had a pool, and that's the reason I chose the Quality Inn. But for some reason, the quality hotel the pool was closed, which mm. I don't understand. I so any should be open during this. It's the pools. They have so much chlorine in it, it yep. kills everything. Well, exactly, and it was ninety something degrees. You know. Uh, yeah, it's not like it was post-Labor Day and it was 60. It was 90 degrees. The pool should have been open, but anyway. Yeah, um, we th- thank Matt um, for hosting us, which was, it was great fun. And But also Adam for doing the music. It was it was really good. We really didn't know Adam before. Adam Gundrum, his name is. Yep. Look him up. He's got a bunch of stuff. He actually did a, a real limited exclusive run for Record Store Day. But I think you kind of have to find geographically by him. But, um... Did a, did a great job, played a Zero Boy song, played a Sloppy Second song, played an original song that he planned on playing, and then we kind of had this conversation about, what, all our black t-shirts, and he actually sang us, he had a song. About, about black everything. t-shirts, yeah. So, yeah it was pretty cool. Worked, it worked out really well, yeah. It did, so yeah, it, 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 was, it was fun. Like I said, it was the first live music, you know, other than like, you know, some patio at some, you know, lakeside restaurant, it was like the first, you know, first good live music i heard honestly yeah so adam you're the best you're the best band i've seen in 2020 how's that yeah, I, the way it's <laughs> might be able to hold on to that throughout the year yeah you might be the best live act of uh, of 2020 so see how that yeah. goes um yeah. and so early the next morning i was delighted to see there was a bob evans across the street because i love bob evans so i wandered over there had my uh, I, I had my sausage gravy and biscuits and uh, two eggs over easy and coffee is so good so good and then i left I yep. I drove back and was in Chicago by like 1 p.m. on Sunday, so it was a fast 24 hours for me. But uh, you meandered you meandered back right and drove back through Warsaw. Yeah, we drove back. We got back. My my son, who, my son, my younger son who just passed his driving test, but due to the oh he passed. Congratulations, he did, well done. Yes, but I was very happy. It's kind of stressful as a parent. So three of my four kids now have driver's license. I got one more to go. She's 13, so it'll be a little bit. But um. He has a friend, a girlfriend, who lives, like, south of Grand Rapids, like, quite a ways south of Grand Rapids. So we kind of timed it to pick him up on the way back. So we didn't get back till no, it was later. It was, you know, not, like, 10 o'clock or something, but after dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, you were so you were old. You made a you made a day of it. So that's cool. We, we made a weekend of it, and that's what we've been doing. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's not exactly the same as going to... I, I don't want to say Hawaii, because I can't afford to go to Hawaii, but it's not exactly the same as going to Mexico or going to you know, Bahamas or something, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Yep. So yeah, you do you what know. you, the, these days you do what you can. And it's amazing when you see some people haven't left their house in fucking six months. Exactly. I mean, fact, yeah. I was going to say that actually kind of, 
I'm gonna go ahead and wedge a song in if you're all right with that. Yeah, no, th- no, that's cool. Yeah, we've been blabbing for 15 minutes, so. Uh, and, it, and it is one of the records I bought, and we'll, we're gonna get into that next. But uh, it, it's uh, this is a song that would se- seem like it normally would be more of a Neil song. It's a it's a band called the Urban Dogs. You know anything about the Urban Dogs, Neil? Um, it was wasn't Char- confused with the English Dogs. Uh, oh, was which one was Charlie Harper in? So in 1983, I guess UK subs weren't really playing much. So this punk super group was put together. It was Charlie Harper singing, Alvin Gibbs. From, from the subs, yeah, playing bass. bass. Uh, Knox. Oh, from the vibrators. From the vibrators, so he's guitar, I assume, right? Yep. And then I didn't recognize the drummer, but it was, you know, in, in 1983, obviously in the States, and I think probably in England too, all the punk bands were getting faster, harder. The original punk bands, most of them had gone to either like a post-punk or a new wave sound or something. And the the remaining punk bands were getting harder, faster, going hardcore, stuff like that, especially here. I don't know, like I said, I don't know so much in England. But yeah, they put together this like punk supergroup called Urban Dogs, and they played like the more classic, you know, slower, but, you know, rhythmic kind of old old school punk and they played a ton of sub songs and they played like i want to be your dog and they played i don't know if they played any vibrator songs or not because i didn't really recognize any but they, hmm. their only album came out in 83 and they did like a 35th anniversary edition of it for record store day of 2018 and apparently it wasn't a big seller because you can get them pretty cheap and i picked it up double lp red so this, so this is the first this is the first Urban Dogs album, the one with New Barbarians yes. on it? Okay. Just reading real briefly, the first one is pretty highly regarded, and I guess the second one's a turd. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's do Limo Life. This is an old, uh, maybe think about our luxurious uh, Logansport vacation. <laughs> I guess, um, yes. This is, now this is a, a sub song. I don't know which album it came from. Okay. Right? Limo Life's a UK sub song. I've never heard it. No, don't know it. It certainly really? isn't. It certainly isn't off the first three albums, no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure this is a UK sub song. This is yeah. So this is the Urban Dogs doing Limo Life. It's a pretty great song.
there it was urban dogs doing uh limo life yeah so i mean yeah i mean with charlie harper and i pretty much guarantee you know if you heard it well i see well the subs have so many albums though it's a very familiar tune but it it, well like i said this came out in 83 so i I don't know It, it, it was interesting it's 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 one of those projects that i'm sure some of the older english guys are listening right now going you don't know who the urban dogs are you know but but they were just kind of a footnote i think more than anything yeah i mean but they they released this lp that was one of the first things i picked up on my way out of town before i left michigan but like i said we'll get to that we'll get to that in a minute let's let's finish up the logansport talk okay or not even the logansport talk but the the whole the idea of the live thing i know you were more concerned about it because you you kind of do the tech end of things but honestly Sound-wise, turned out well, right? Um, yeah, the podcast sounds remarkably good. Um, now, the Facebook Live thing, because obviously that was just recorded. That was almost like an afterthought, right? So, it's like iPhone, yeah. Yeah, and it was just recorded on an iPhone. Um, Matt set up the my iPhone pointing at us and did the broadcast over um, over Facebook Live that way. And I think the video is fine, um, obviously, because it's an iPhone. It's only got a tiny microphone, so people said they couldn't really hear particularly well. Um which is fine because, you know, you could listen to episode 62 of the podcast and hear all the nonsense we were spouting. So, you know, and if some some entertaining soul wanted to actually try and match the audio from the podcast with the video from the Facebook Live, you know, you might actually be able to make a decent video of us yapping about I, when nothing. I it, when I cranked it up really loud, I felt like you could hear it, but I just feel like you had it turned up loud. So that's definitely yeah. something to consider if and when we do this again. I don't know if you can adjust the microphone on the iPhone or if you need a extra microphone or like a to add a microphone to it. I'm not sure. Which you but can I, do. Which you can do. But like I say, we didn't really that was almost like an afterthought. The main well, thing was us doing a podcast, right? Well, I just I don't know. I like the fact that there's kind of a visual element and it's just uh Well we are very handsome men, so you know Yeah, I I, I my wife's like you should wear a black shirt, Fazzo. <laughs> she didn't say anything uh, that would that's or, nice. Or something like that. Yeah, she was right. But anyway, it, um, the uh, it was fun. I definitely think, and we, you and I, haven't really talked about this much. But I think it's something that we could do occasionally. You know, wherever, right? Um, it's really not that. It's not really that hard for us to pick up because we record into your big, big black mic, and uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, we could. He's even infatuated by my microphone, dude. Well, it's just mine is like this round. It looks like a softball on a stick. Yours is like this giant uh, black phallic uh, icon. Yeah. Know. Well, and and it's funny. It's just it's just the one step up mic from yours, right? It's the same brand. It's just the one step up from yours. And I think I think actually you should probably with all the podcasts and you do, you should probably invest in one of these, dude, because they're uh, they're nice. I don't, I don't know that I could lay it on my belly like I do. <laughs> I snowball while I'm in my pillow fortress. Maybe you have to hook up something from the ceiling. (laughs) Yeah, hanging down. Just see and be like Lemmy or something. Um, But yeah, so I don't and I don't know where you know I don't know where we could do this. But you know, I guess I I think it's a fun idea. And if you know if if you got a place and not too bad driving distance and a a bar or a record store or a basement bar and some friends that want to watch us, I don't know. It's something I think we would consider doing. Especially when, you know, we ain't got anything better to do at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, shows. yeah, like you said, all I need to do, I just bring my laptop on the microphone, and that's all we need to do. And it seems like on the podcast, anyway, the microphone, once I hit that setting, it actually picked up everything, you know, everything that everybody was saying really well. 
I think we kind of went on our ways way to talk a little louder because the people listening were just listening to us. I mean, there wasn't we didn't we weren't mic'd for the PA. Yeah, I'm, I wonder how many of those people watching us were like, "That's what these guys do. This is it." <laughs> they just sit there with just bullshit. Well, it was kind of you know it, it's funny because you know my I, I I grew up listening to Howard Stern. I love Howard Stern, right? But if you didn't know Howard Stern and you just turned the show on, you'd be like, "What is this?" Because occasionally Howard Stern and us too, we get so far up our own ass that the show is about the show, right? And we've we've you know you've had that. You said, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, about our, own, about our own show, and that's and we didn't really hit any heavy topics or anything. Obviously, during the live thing, we we talked about we talked to Matt about his release. We made fun of Matt. We talked about Logos. But you know, it was it was, it was just one of those. And I think that was the nature of it. You know, we weren't really looking to dig into anything too heavy. It was just just something fun. And I, I hope people who watch and enjoy it, and I hope people enjoy listening to it. It's short. It's our shortest one we've ever done. Yeah, it was. It was short, yeah. And, I, think, uh, I, I think that's just because Tom ran out of beer and he needed to pop next door well, to the... Uh, beer. There was more beer. There was. <laughs> I'm sure Adam had a bunch more songs he could have played. Yeah. Could have gone on and on and on, but no, it was just. And like I said, it was, it's a work in progress. I don't think we have it mastered, but I think it's something that's fun that you know is worth exploring in the future. Yep. No, it's so. definitely sweet. Yeah, all we need is the mic. Yeah, that's this. Yeah, invite us to your house, and we'll do a, we'll do a live show well, from it, your house. It brings me to my last <laughs> point. So, our I was trying. I was hoping he would show up in Logansport, but he's a single dad, and he, he couldn't make it Who's happen. This? But our our old Jake. Oh, Jake. Yeah, good old Jake. Jake turned 40 on the Friday before the Saturday. So he was going to try to treat himself for his birthday. But like I said, it just didn't work out. But maybe next time. But I want to say happy 40th birthday to our pal Jake Pope. Because yep. I was I totally meant to do it at the live thing. So it's this will be like a good two weeks after his birthday. But. Well, I'll tell you what, because he, he keeps talking about Because he's in Illinois, uh, central Illinois somewhere, right? Yeah, so, to have, we need to go down there and champagne, dude. I see that as like our ground zero. Well, either that or you guys, he drives here and you drive here and we do a show from here. We do a live show from here. We can have Jake on. There you go. We could well, do we that. We have any spectators. Some of your cats. Yeah, my cats will just sit around and look at us and then meow exactly. a lot. I mean, I, I, they, listen, the, the crowd in Logansport wasn't huge, but none of them tried to scratch me in the balls. <laughs> yeah, well, I that, mean, that, great. that one guy had his eye on you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can you remember you know, any? Can you remember any of the names? If you want to give some shout-outs? Uh, the big guy with the PBR, his name was Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Of course, Matt and Whitney. Yep. And I, and uh, what's the guy who works at the store? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. There was a situation at the store that I wasn't really paying very good attention to, but I guess one guy was being kind of crude, and my yeah, wife he was. He was. And it's kind of a jerk to her, and I was like in a different conversation. I wasn't really paying attention, so I don't know if I should have. What he was I, being? A, he was being a jerk to your wife. Well, not exactly to my wife as much as he was just being super crude. Yeah, he was telling dirty stories. I heard that that and, guy. And then, uh, you know, Matt, of course, always the gentleman said, "Hey, you know, there's ladies present." And he looked at Whitney, who was Matt's, the other Matt's wife, or Adam's wife, and said, "Well, you know, it's only Whitney." Blah blah. blah. And my wife said, "Well, I'm here too." And I guess he said something like, "Well, you can just go to Catholic church or something." I don't. I didn't. What the fuck? I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention, but I wasn't really looking to you know get in a fist fight in a record store either. So probably best that would have been that, no. That would have made the show. That would have. <laughs> I get a fucking rock. The camera going again. The camera going again. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Kyle was the big guy who showed up at Adams. I don't remember. I don't really remember any of the other names, but that's okay. So there was Kyle and and the loudmouth jerk. Um. <laughs> So well, and what was the guy who uh, 
there was a guy who uh, works at the store. I can't remember. Ah, yeah, sorry. nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah, he was playing Interpol when I came in, so I vibed with him a little bit. Um, uh, but and didn't you say, didn't what didn't the local radio station run ads for us like the well, night before or something? That was actually super cool. So Friday night, my wife and I stayed in Rochester, which is like a half hour north of Logansport. And Matt actually kind of lives between, way out in the country. So he had his in-laws over. He's like, dude, I'd have you guys over. I'm like, no, no, you don't need to entertain us. It's fine. Went to a really great Cuban joint for for dinner. And afterwards, he's like, hey, my in-laws took off. If you guys want to come over, man, we're up for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Got lost out in the freaking woods, but, you know, <laughs> on the, got lost out in the Indiana highways. Well, almost, yeah, because there's no I lights almost, out there. It is country. There's no there's no streetlights. Almost hit a coyote or a very small wolf man. I'm not sure. <laughs> wolf man. <laughs> or what's the werewolf or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch, Amy. I'll tell you that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we. Uh, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about, Neil? The uh, the ads, the ads on the radio. So I'm driving over to his house. He's like, "Hey, put your radio on 92.1." I'm like, okay, I'm I'm driving. My wife says, "Okay," and so we flip it over there, and it's like Dr. Dre. So my wife gets right back on my phone and goes, "Why are we listening to?" This? <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, so Matt has a regular sponsorship with the Record Farm with this radio show. It's like a freeform radio show. I think it's ninety two point one or something out of Logansport. I can't no, I, don't don't quote me on that for sure, but it's kind of lower in the dial. Um, so he gets to pick a couple songs every Friday night, and he also kind of gets gets some advertising. And yeah, this guy had a great DJ voice, and he was talking about us being at the you know Punk Till I Die being at the record farm and all it wow. was really it was really super cool i wish i had a recording of it yeah right yeah talking us up like we were something <laughs> yeah exactly and, well Amazing. the guy had a great radio voice and uh it was just it was fun it was real cool i heard it at least a couple three times so yeah wonder if he tapes his show we should reach out to matt because that would be fun to play that'd be like a good bumper for us and maybe he can have us on the next time he can interview us live in studio like commercials or something right <laughs> yeah yeah that's what we should live in his studio to promote our other yeah i don't know whatever but no it's cool i think i think he's he, he and matt have a good working relationship so it was cool they, yeah but that was fun too i had kind of forgotten about that that was good yeah so I, overall it was a, like i said it was a fast 24 hours for me in and out um not a not a particularly interesting drive when you're driving through the middle of indiana right it's pretty flat and stuff oh, cool. but it was fun it was fun 24 hours in and out and a fun couple of days for you did you go through any of the windmill areas windmill oh the big white things yeah 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 those like you say windmill i'm thinking of something in uh in holland or something so you know some nice old old old-fashioned windmill these are just those big white towers with the fucking things to get uh turbos right turbines so way we went down we went through kalamazoo we went through amish country oh i was on vacation time so i wasn't really too worried about it but some of the cars are just sort of they get so freaking freaked out following these slow all those buggies and stuff so that was that's always kind of interesting. But yeah, we went to this one winery in the country that I mean, this you know I, I don't use the word rape shack loosely, but it looked <laughs> like it was a rape shack. But it was not, isn't that a B fifty two single? <laughs> it's a little place where we can get together. Um, but they had delicious delicious wine. We bought a bunch of my wife's big wine connoisseur, I guess. And I'm you know a heavy drinker, so it works out okay. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> she buys yeah. it, you drink it. Well, you know, not usually. Like, I'll try it, and I'll usually pick out a bottle or two that I like, but then I never end up drinking it because, you know, beer yeah. and liquor. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, right, I mean, you... it is weird. Oh, it, is, it, it is It is. weird that, because, yeah, I mean, it's not something you can just, oh, I'm thirsty. 
I'm going to open some wine and drink it, right? I mean, that's what you do with beer. Normally, you have to have it with the right meal and stuff like that. So, well, and, there I, you go. and I have done that, like, on a Friday night. Like, drank over a bottle of wine or whatever by myself. And it's okay. It's definitely a different feeling than drinking beer or liquor. Every every drink kind of has its own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I always feel like crap if I have very much wine. Okay. So, so I just, yeah, I'm not a, not a... But anyway, it's, I like going to the wineries. It's fun. We 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 enjoy that, and I like the. I'm I'm basically like a high school kid. I like the, like sweet fruity wines. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. I'm not no. You know what? Because I'm I'm actually the same way. I don't like dry wine at all. I only like it. Uh, I only, I only yeah, like the, the sweet not stuff. Only really, not like it. I can't imagine that anyone likes it. Well, some people love it, right? Some people. Yeah. Some people. I mean, I'll take Mad Dog 2020 over that any day. <laughs> Okay. All right, uh, I'm going to play a song. Why don't you play a song? Yeah, I'm going to play a song. So this is actually this is actually a request. Um, normally I wouldn't do a request, but um, my our good friend Mark down in Gainesville. Um, long distance dedication. Yeah, long know? distance dedication from Mark down in Gainesville. Uh, he does he does a lot for the show. You know, from yes. giving us a logo to he just put up a getting started especially yeah he just put up a he just put up a um a, a playlist on spotify of uh you know some of the some of the songs we've played on the show i think he's got like over 100 songs in there so you know he does a lot for the show so um he asked for something for the from the dist- so he's not gonna he's not gonna grateful dead so thank Ooh. god for that um so. no he likes the distillers a lot so uh, um i'm gonna play um city of angels by the distillers I, off of sing sing death house so the distillers for you
there. I know it's probably one of the most well-known songs, that one. Uh, but uh, that's one of the songs that... Cause I, do you, do you... So they only did three albums, right? Right. Originally. Was yeah. that the... Was Sing Sing the third one or the second one? Second one. Okay, second Yeah. One. So do you, do you like them? Or Coral Fang was the last one. Um, I, do, I do I do like the Distillers. I like them quite a bit, actually. Yeah? They're definitely a moment-in-time kind of band. Yeah. But I think all three of their albums are actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, you know, I can... I, I can take them or leave them. I, I guess they're certainly not my favorite, but I, I wouldn't turn them off either. You know. I like her voice actually. Yeah, she's got she's got a great voice now. So, I don't know. There's just something about her that kind of turns me off. Not turns not not sexually. I'm just saying, but does like she was she was young. She came over with Tim Armstrong, right? He discovered Armstrong, her in Australia. And now you're not interested, huh? <laughs> no, no. But he was. Didn't he find it when she was like 16 in Australia and he brought her, he brought her home with him or something? What Some are you weird. Armstrong is the Elvis Presley of punk rock. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Why don't we we, we better culture? We better uh, cancel culture him, huh? Well, and then so then they were together. For, they were they were married, right? Yeah, they were married. I know. They were married, and then she ditched him and went with the uh, that huge uh, ginger bastard, right? From whatever band that is. Huge ginger bastard. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any idea who you're talking about, honestly. Oh, you, you, honestly? No. I. I mean, I know. I knew she was married to Tim Armstrong, but I. I don't really get into like the kind of Kardashian aspects of punk rock, like the salacious parts of it. I don't really pay much attention to that, if we're being honest. Well, this was this was kind of interesting though, because she went from she went from him uh, from Tim to and hold on, I'm I'm gonna find it in a second. Would have been worse cause... if she went to Lars Fredrickson. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, the guy from Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, Josh Hom? Josh Hom, yeah, she was married to him. I think she's had kids with him. Wow, that's a, that's a serious upgrade financially. Right. So, um... Even though I think Rancid probably does all right at this oh, point. Oh, um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure she... Yeah, I'm sure she... But she maybe, you, I mean, are you sure that she dumped him? I mean, maybe he dumped her. Oh, no, because... Who? Tim? No, he wrote, he wrote all those songs about it. Oh. He wrote Fall Back Down. It was, was about her. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. about the divorce and stuff like that. Yeah, he was very uh, upfront about about that kind of stuff. So yeah, so she left him, went with the Queens of the Stone Age guy. He was he's like six foot six or something. He's a big Frankenstein looking bastard, right? Huh. Um, and yeah, there was a hassle at the time. I guess Tim wasn't happy about it and supposedly gave death threats or some nonsense. Um, huh. Yeah. So then he decided to take on the homeless poet look yes exactly and grow the, <laughs> grow the beard longer and longer but i guess she's left him now too so oh, good for her. yeah so now it's she's uh, it's not so tom if you want to take a shot buddy you know i think yeah. she's i think she's single <laughs> she's married to dave girl she keeps working her way up the ladder Next <laughs> yeah, is, uh, she, you know what it, 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 it all fits together she's married to uh, paul mccartney <laughs> <laughs> yikes man if she's willing to uh you know do what she has to do with Paul McCartney. She's entitled to whatever cash she can get out of it. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, they actually have four albums. Oh no, three albums. Yeah, yeah. Sing Sing Death House was the second one. So anyway, that was for Mark. Thank you for all you do, Mark. I appreciate all the support you've given to the show. <laughs> so um, yeah, that I, that took us down a weird path, didn't it? There you go. That's where we always go, Neil. Down yeah. weird paths. Yeah, kind of weird paths. But you really didn't know that she was with Josh Hom. I I just I just don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah, hmm. I don't I don't read Viva La Rock all those uh <laughs> the uh, was it this tabloid <laughs> punk rock magazine? No, those would be those would be too new. Those people would be too no too new for uh, for Viva La Rock. <laughs> I, I I uh you know I gotta say I I love the early Rancid stuff, but I really 
And everybody talks about, like, Rancid 2000 and all that. But that's all those younger kids. I never really, I really did not follow their career very well. Oh, see, I, I, them, I love all Rancid times, stuff. And I really like them, yeah. but I don't really like their mid-period albums that much, honestly, or later stuff. I, 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 or at I, least I, okay, I shouldn't even say I don't like them. That's not even fair, because I just really haven't listened to them that much. Yeah, I actually love them. I, I, I love <laughs> everything they've ever done, really. And that last album they did was actually fantastic. Um, it was the mm-hmm. it was the best one in in years. So, uh, Troublemaker, I think it was called Troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. And I have been buying those. I had been buying those records or CDs. Even you can run to like that was, but that was even like five years ago where you just run to Best Buy and buy it for like ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a different world now. There's no. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that does turn me off on Rancid though is the fact that they do all those like weird ass vinyl releases. So you can't, oh. you know, it's. Oh, yeah, if you're a collector, it's either a dream or a nightmare for Yeah, them. I mean, they'll do, like, the whole album on, like, six, seven inches or four, ten inches, all different colored they ones. Put that, they put out, or was that no effects? I, was, I think that was no effects. But I like that seven-inch box set in, like, a little mini dumpster. Um. Well, they did something like that, but it wasn't a dumpster, obviously. Rancid did it in some way, or they give, like, a Rancid mini baseball bat oh, with this one yeah, version yeah. of the album or some shit, you know? Well, let me tell you something, you know, I've... I've three times been to the louisville slugger factory yes sir which is this where they make the pro bats Mm -hmm. um down in louisville kentucky Mm -hmm. and they give you those little bats and those things are awesome (laughs) you're ever in louisville kentucky even if you're not a baseball fan it's a cool eh, i shouldn't say that you probably want to be a little at least a little bit of a baseball fan but it's a really cool place Hmm. taking the family a couple times so anyway yeah those little baseball bats you each of your kids gets one of those little baseball bats. You get in the car, and somebody's crying within three minutes, guaranteed. Because hmm. those things are like the perfect skull crackers. <laughs> so, anyway, you um, want to talk about talk about your finds of this weekend? We um, haven't talked much about collecting. No, yeah, we haven't, you, we haven't talked. We haven't talked. Right? Well, I tell you what, um, you did most of the finding. I mean, I only really bought one thing, and that was. Um, one of the Greek free shit you got from Matt's Garage. Okay, well, I, yeah, I can talk about that a little bit. So the one thing I, I bought from um, the Record Farm is the new Psychedelic Furs album, or double album, um, called Made of Rain. Is it, is it a double album, or is it just too long to fit on one record? You know what? It's a, it's a really good point, because bands are doing that these days, right? They're splitting, they're splitting um, like, three songs well, aside about, or whatever. If it's more than about 55 minutes or something, they pretty much have to put it on two records. Yeah. Sixty uh, minutes, and this is probably pushing that. But sometimes they'll do that for quality's sake, right? They'll because those grooves are spread further apart or something. So they, I don't know. But anyway, it's a double album, um, purple vinyl. Like, songs, like fourteen songs or something? No, not that many. Like ten, maybe. You're flipping that sucker every ten minutes. Well, they're pretty long songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so I bought that on purple vinyl, and it was it was a really good price. You know, it was fine. He, he had it. He actually likes it. He was going to keep it himself, but like, he gave you a good deal on that. I haven't seen it much higher than what you paid for it. Yeah, so. no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. So I bought that from him, and while I was digging through his crazy collection of stuff in the in the barn slash garage, um, I pulled out an original Elvis Presley. Um, fifty thousand Elvis fans can't be wrong. So what is that? Um, like a it, compilation or what is that? Right? Uh, y- yeah. Hold on. Hold on one. Like hold on one second. Because one of the things I like about Discogs is you can sort your collection by date added. Hmm. So I I do enjoy that. Um, 
Yeah, 50,000 Elvis fans can't be wrong. Elvis's Gold Records, Volume 2. So I got that. I think it's mono uh, from 1964, so that's good. Huh. Um, Holly and the Italians. Don't know if you remember them. Like oh, a new wavy, new wavy band, Right to be Italian, from 1981. Um, has the classics, do-do-do-do-do, uh, Tell That Girl to Shut Up. That was, the, that was the big single off of that. Huh. And then there was another one called Miles Away. Um, that was a good one off of that one. Um, and then I also grabbed uh, the very best of the Everly Brothers, which was a mono, I think it was a reissue actually, it was from like 1970 or something like that. So I grabbed that off the shelf. And then it was like an electric light orchestra greatest hits. Grabbed no, that I, I filed that one originally. Yeah. And it looked like it was in pretty good shape. Actually. Good shape, yeah. They, they were all in decent shape. But and I and I thought about it, but I'm just like, I'm never gonna listen to that. Yeah, might. You know what? You know what? I'll put. You know what? I'll put it on when uh, mm. when, when Mark comes up from Florida to, to visit me. There you go. <laughs> well, and you know, maybe I would because I, I I told you. You know, we talked about the fact that like when COVID hit and all that, how few records I had that my wife doesn't hate. Right. And like we're sitting around doing puzzles and like you know like entertaining ourselves like pre-electricity style because we're just so bored and uh so i've actually been making a conscious effort to get more stuff not not, not necessarily wimpy stuff or 70s stuff but just stuff, stuff that she'll enjoy sure yeah you know, yeah. Or, you know stuff like that you yeah know? so anyway yeah so maybe i maybe i should have considered keeping it for that purpose but it'll be all right well i think there was like six more copies of it there buddy was so. there okay yeah she's really, <laughs> she's really looking for a, a, a nice copy of Meatloaf uh, Bad Out of Hell. That would make her very happy. So you didn't so. find you didn't find that, huh? Because I'm sure they had them there. I don't I you know, it's 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 so high. It's like so high up that you can only kind of look at access so many letters without Well it was so high and it was so hot back there. It was like a hundred yeah. degrees and total humidity back there. It was like a sweat box, so I could see that. But anyway, that's what I got from from that. And um uh, yeah, that Psychedelic Furs album is the one thing I bought. And for Record Store Day, which we'll get to in a minute, because, oh, yeah, yeah. because I, do li- I do like to support um, the record farm and any independent record store, really, but those guys, because Matt is so cool. Um, I ordered for Record Store Day, the Wipers did a, um, a reissue of their first album, This Is Real. And uh, they threw some really nice extras in there, man. It's like most bands should should do. Most bands should take note of this, because not only did they reissue their first album on like clear vinyl or something like that, um, and I think it's got an extra seven inch of some of the early demos on it, um, but it's also got do 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 a sh- uh, a show poster autographed by Greg Sage. So you know it is a real like collector's item, and they do give you extra stuff just you know than the regular. Oh, you know we're just reissuing this Bowie album in orange vinyl for no apparent reason. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's got a bonus forty-five, and then this autographed show poster. So I was pretty psyched about that. So that was a fortieth anniversary, or was that? Yeah, fortieth anniversary. The album 40th. came out. The album came out in nineteen eighty. It's the first album. The Wipers. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I, um, I am really not. Why don't you tell me about the Wipers a little bit? We learned about the Urban Dogs a little bit today. They're they're from the Northwest, right? Yeah, from Portland, from Portland, Oregon. The main guy was Greg Sage. I think they were originally gonna just gonna be a studio band, but he did he did he did tour with them and stuff like that. And they put out maybe three or four albums originally, then broke up, and then they got together again in the '90s, I believe, and then hmm. re- released like three more albums and then split up for good. So um, was the '90s stuff any good? Um, no, not, th- I mean, the only one I really like is that first album. So what, the first album was like a punk record after that? They yeah, just yeah. Got um, yeah, it, 
coming out in 79-80, I mean, it's difficult to... It wasn't as codified, kind of, as things later on. And they did have a good second album called Youth of America, which is uh, from 80... Actually, it's almost an EP, because it's, uh, it's only got, like, five or six songs on it. But, um... Yeah, I mean, they're one of those bands that a lot of bands talk about in reverent terms, you know. And in yeah. fact, I'm actually going to play a song, and the song I'm going to play was covered by Nirvana. They were one of Nirvana's uh, oh, favorite bands. Excellent. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that now? And okay. Then I'll talk about what I got. All right, cool. So I am going to play the song "Return of the Rat" by uh, the, the Wipers off of "Is This Real?" Um, from uh, originally from '79, '80, and uh, just on Record Store Day re-released. So yeah, this is the Wipers with "Return of the Rat." So there, Wipers, Return, did, Return of the Rat. What did Nirvana cover that? I mean, I'm not familiar with that. Um, they did. Actually, it was on the one of their first. It was on one of their first singles. Huh, they okay. did. They did a split with somebody. Hold on a second. Let me just look this up. One I got on the Google machine right now. Song by Nirvana. Yep. Which is not, but. Oh, it was on like one of the boxes. That was on it, officially. At least it was on the. A posthumous box set with so the f- lights out, which came out in 2004. So from 92, 
they did a split. Oh, with Poison Idea. Um, really? Yeah, it's called Eight Songs for Greg Sage and the Wipers. So these must all be Wipers covers. Wow, so, that that's a cool team up. Yeah, so it's got a hole on it as well. So it's got Nirvana, Poison Idea, Dharma oh, Bombs. Oh, it's like a hole. compilation album. It's not like a. It's like a seven. It's a seven inch though, I believe. It's not like a two way split though. It's like a. Right, right, but uh, and then they and then it's been on a bunch of other Nirvana, you know, compilations and shit like that. So uh, yeah, and I'm sure a that. lot of people think it's in a. A lot of people probably think it's a Nirvana original, but it, it's not. It was by the Wipers. So Nirvana did, you know, they used to do like they they, they helped revitalize like the Meat Puppets career, you know, because mm-hmm. they did that that Unplugged album. They did three three Meat Puppet songs. Made me seek out the original Meat Puppets albums. Do you like the Meat so, Puppets? Um, I that's do. A, that's a no. <laughs> that's a, no, no, no. I do, but there are another one where their first record was 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 a kind of a. Oh, strange, but a, a punk record definitely. Mm-hmm. By their second record, they were already veering off. You know, they they incorporated a lot of like cowpunk stuff and yeah. psychedelic stuff. They started yeah. getting real heavily into drugs, and it, it, so I do like them, and I've seen them a couple of times. But their catalog is so varied that it's you know to be a fan of the first album doesn't necessarily mean that you love everything they've ever done. Yeah, that's, and by the that's time true, the, man, yeah. they did an album in the 90s called Too High to Die, which is kind of a minor grunge classic. So they had kind of gone to grunge by then. They actually had a pretty big radio hit called Some Things Will Never Change. I, was, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is. I sit here looking backwards, half unconscious from the pain. Backwater, it was called. Wow, that was pretty good that you got that from when, that crazy singing. When the backwaters, there's some things that'll never change. Anyway, it was a, it was a cool song. But anyway, so yeah, I, I do like the Meat Puppets, and I always, you know, it's always fun. You know, like we were talking about before how, and on the documentary, the Any Nowhere League documentary, they talk about how the Any Nowhere League really wasn't doing anything, but then Metallica covered So What, and it was such a huge, Metallica was so huge, everybody's like, oh, what band is that? And it really revitalized the interest in Any Nowhere League. Right. You know, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate that. I wish, you know, Metallica would take Any Nowhere League on tour with them. Of course, that could be a disaster too. That's probably just Animal at this point, isn't it? I it is. I don't yeah, even yeah, know yeah. if any of the original, other original members. No, are still in no, the band. not at all. But it seems like the old, the OGs are kind of okay with it. Like none of them really want to do that anymore full time. Yeah, that that's true enough. Yeah, going on tour is probably a, a drag so, for those guys. Anyway, yeah. yeah, that documentary you and I both watched and enjoyed. It's called We Are the League. So very, yeah, very, very good. And we talked about it a few months yep. ago. So excellent stuff. So anyway, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the Wipers a little bit. They're one of those bands that. I hear people talk about, and they are definitely tastemakers, and, you know, I feel like I should listen to. I have a running list of people I'm supposed to be listening to. Like, I've been getting harassed by by one of our listeners, and it's all in good fun about D4. you got to listen to D4, Dillinger 4, Dillinger 4. So I have been listening to a little bit of Dillinger 4. I, I dig them. Yeah, they're right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I should check out the Wipers' first album on Spotify or something this week. It's actually a funny story about that, going back to the Meat Puppets thing you were just saying. So the only yeah. Meat Puppet songs I really know, um, there was an early SST compilation okay. called The Blasting Concept. Yep. I don't know if you know, that's got a very yep. disturbing front cover. Classic. <laughs> very disturbing by uh, Richard I Pettibone, I believe. I don't know the cover, but I know it's a classic. It's, it's considered a classic. A guy, it's a sketch. It's, again, it's a It's a normal Richard uh, Richard Pettibone, is that him? <laughs> Are you looking it up um, right now? 
I, I, I am looking it up. It looks um, like a man and woman having sex, and he's got like a something around her throat, like he's choking her. Um, yeah. Hmm. But anyway, it's got, I mean, it's a classic SST of all the early. I always kind of, I always kind of confuse the Pettibone and the Winston Smith stuff. Like I have a hard time remembering which is which. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, it's Raymond Pettibone, not Richard. Raymond, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raymond Pettibone. Now, Raymond Pettibone, he was the brother of Greg, Greg Ginn. Ginn for Black Flag, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's why he did all wow. the early Black Flag stuff. Yikes. I don't think you get away with that now, huh? No, definitely not. But and in fact, black and white style, it's such a great, oh, it's such a great style. Actually, Lydia bought that. My daughter Lydia bought that for about six months ago from a used record store around here, and it had a warning about the cover or something. I think it might have even covered up the cover art. So, like, like, oh, she bought it used? Yeah, she bought it used. Yeah, it's the original, yeah, from 83. But anyway, what I was going to say was it's got all those classic um, early SST bands on it. It's yep. got three Black Flag songs, you know, good ones, Nervous yep. Breakdown and Jealous Again. Um, it's got Saccharin Trust, uh, brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant band, um, four Minutemen songs, which was the first time I'd heard the Minutemen, and then two Meat Puppet songs, Tumble like and Tumbleweed. Like before Four Descendants. Um, and... Um, yeah, so those I was those are the only Meat Puppet songs I know is Tumbling Tumbleweeds and Meat Puppets off of off of that SST yeah, blasting concept album. That's funny because Tumbling Tumbleweeds obviously was their attempt at a weird punk country song. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. But did they have did they have uh, Descendants on it? No. Nope. Or were they not? No, it was before that. Not. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, it's got Who's Could Do on it. Oh yeah. Yes, because Who's Could Do were were on there too. On the on the Stains. Okay. It's it's a great compilation. Stains like pre MDC. Um, I think there was two stains. Okay. Um, not the Texas stains. No. Well, that might be that might be why why millions of dead cops became millions of dead cops too. Yeah, this is the stains who were from L.A. I think. Um, ah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, so oh yeah, so what did you get when you were down Neil on your Logansport trip? What vinyl did you buy? So, so I, I actually went through a store. In- we drove down through Kalamazoo, which I know it's it's only about an hour away, but I don't really have any reason to go over there very often. There's a couple of record stores down there. One of them I had really been wanting to hit because on Discogs they have this seven inch that I've been longing for by a band called Bad Assets, who are this uh, kind of punk oi band from Detroit that I really like. Know know them a little bit, you know, but also really like them. And, and they have two seven inches out and, and two full lengths. But anyway, are they old or new? Uh, they're a newer band. Okay, but they definitely have a classic classic sound i'll play him sometime i wouldn't mind having ralph the singer on the show if you want to come on actually he's he's got kind of an interesting story black guy singing you know fronting a oh uh, band that's interesting running a punk oi band yeah and, you know in detroit and uh so yeah they, i think they got a new album coming out so once they do once they got that new album i'll probably hit hit him up see if he wants to come on. but anyway i get down there i start digging i'm like hey I'm, I'm looking for this specific thing and and like the two employees and we're all digging and they don't have it oh no they sold it yeah that sucks. Now, I still found a couple cool things. Uh, but I, I, I bought a, uh, you know, I've been on a 10-inch kick, especially since you came to visit and brought me, like, 10 10-inch sleeves. <laughs> so now, now you got to fill them? Now it's, a, like, it's like a, a challenge? <laughs> I'm, like, on a mission to fill these things. So I actually bought a 10-inch by this real noisy garage punk band from upstate New York called The Blowtops. Um, pretty cool 10-inch. Marbled gray. Does a, They do a pretty noisy, ratty-doubt version of uh, Richard Hung himself. By uh, Di, I would actually play that song, but I can't find it separated from the rest of the album. So mm. anyway, um, and I picked up that Urban Dogs double reissue. So it's like the first, it's like the original LP. This is on Red Gatefold double album. 
the first album is you know intact and then they did what i like when they're going to do this they made the second album all like the outtake stuff Mm -hmm. so you'll listen to the first disc you know the first lp you'll listen to it all the time the other one will be like eh, once in a while maybe you know it's got some live stuff some demo stuff stuff like that but it's you know double length and so that's what i bought in kalamazoo and then Friday night, I did make a point of getting over to the other record farm, because there's two of them, in Rochester. And I picked up that the Joe Jackson looks sharp double, or a double 10-inch, the original format. So that album came out, what, 79? Uh, yeah, that one would have come out 79, yeah. Just as a regular album, but they also did it as a, as a double... A double 10-inch. So... Yeah. I found that, and I had never seen it before, and I've been looking for Look Sharp on vinyl. So it's a favorite of mine, a favorite, a favorite record of mine. I just always enjoyed it. I have the CD, of course. Yeah, it's a great album. It's a great album, yeah. So it had the double 10-inch, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And it's, I can't remember what the label is, maybe Music on Vinyl or something like that. And it was a European press from about 10 years ago, still still brand new. And uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a bad price. They weren't giving it away, but it wasn't a bad price. So I bought that on Friday night, and I was very pretty pleased to get it especially when i told you about it and you got all excited about it so then i knew i had done right uh, yeah well i i always so i love that album i bought it when it first came out and then they did release it like you said they released it on on two 10 inches with a with a with a button with a badge and um i always kind of wanted that but i already the, had the lamest button ever it just says look sharp, look sharp. Yeah. yeah i mean i always wanted that um, but you know, back in those days, you didn't have to have money to buy the same album twice, for God's sakes. Oh. So I, so I never got it. So it is cool that um, when too they much, reissued too it, much of a to steal it, huh? And too much of a chicken to steal it. Steal the badge. Yeah. I'll steal the record. Well, I'll steal yeah, the record. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when did that? So that reissue you got? Oh, Vinyl Lovers. I think it's on Vinyl Lovers, right? It's called I Vinyl Lovers. Like yeah, two thousand eight or something. Yeah, 2000, 2008, exactly right. You're a European one. So it's cool they did it in that same form factor, right? That's very, very cool that yeah, they did that. Flip it over as many times as possible. Yeah. Are you sure it has the badge with it? What's that? It has the badge with it? It didn't, actually. Okay, so I was going to say, because on disc... See, the original did. The original was 79. But yeah, this this um, this reissue doesn't look like it did. And I could see why. I could see why they wouldn't. It's funny, because I thought... I'm like, oh, no, somebody stole it after you mentioned it. I'm like, I'm looking for it. And I thought, oh no, somebody stole it out. But the the it was the string grab was good. It wasn't. It just yeah, yeah it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, so it's a it's a. It, it says, not, I don't really care about that stuff terribly much, honestly. Um, I actually have not listened to that yet. And it's also got two extra tracks on it, which is always a little thorny because you know I know the flow of the original album, right. the original eleven track album. And I, I do I don't mind bonus tracks. I just like to keep the the album itself usually intact. It's like I was saying with that Urban Dogs thing. You got the original album, and then all the other stuff's on a, a separate. I think because I just think it's a little thorny when you start mixing tracks in. Yeah. So what but, ex, what extra tracks? It has one called Pretty Girls. Is that, that was on the original? Uh, I, see. I don't. I think there's 13 songs on the reissue. I'm showing my ignorance. I haven't listened to it for a while. Hmm. It, it doesn't matter. It's got two extra tracks. Okay. I, I, you know, when I didn't buy this, when I was at a different store, I saw the last Social Distortion album, which came out in 2011, the unfortunately titled Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes. And where did you see that? I saw that at um, Karma Records in Warsaw. Okay. And they had, that's got two extra tracks on it too, but it's also double, double LP. Yeah. Um, was it colored vinyl? 
do not know. Because I still have to get I, I still have to get that one on vinyl. I mean, I, I didn't like it at the time, but it's grown on me. Uh, it's still not my favorite. It's a little slow. But the, but the problem is a lot of those those social D ones, the Columbia ones especially, they're bigger ones have been very very limited vinyl runs, so they're pretty expensive. It'll cost you thirty bucks to buy a copy of it. Well, unfortunately, they did like a lot of like like we were just on what Rancid was doing with that album. They released it on any number of different colors too. Yeah, you know they did blue and purple. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that so I was pretty pleased to get that, even though I haven't listened to it yet. But it's always a little weird when you know the album so well. Um. And then, uh, in Logansport, Matt gave me a copy of a seven-inch split that he had done with one of his bands called the Moody Dudes, which was pretty cool because it had one song was like a stony, a stoner, rocky kind of song, and the other side was like old-school country. Hmm. It was it was pretty funny, kind of a relic from the Failure catalog, Failure Records and Tape catalog. And then, and uh, I went to Karma in Warsaw, which is a pretty cool little store. Um, and they actually had quite a few things I was wrestling with. Um, well, didn't you buy something else in um, in Logansport? Didn't you buy Social D's first album? Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought, I bought the repress of Mommy's Little Monster. Yeah. I forgot about that. Um, and I was actually excited to get that, too, because the... So I had the CD from Time Bomb, which came out, I don't know, in the 90s, maybe? Yeah. Um, which is pretty good, but... Um, it's on Craft Recordings, the new press, which that Craft Recordings, I think, does a really nice job. Hmm. Um, I have, like, the first Violent Femmes album on Craft Recordings, and they don't, it's nothing flashy. You know, they don't throw extra tracks on, they don't they don't make color vinyl usually or anything like that. It's just really good sounding pressings. So. That's important. That was cool, yeah. And then I went to Karma and Warsaw on the way home on Sunday, and I got, so... I actually tried to text you from the record store, and of course you were, you know, with your family or something, or not. I was, no, I was probably sleeping because I got so little sleep on Saturday night. Yeah. I was probably sleeping. But I, thought, but I was like, which, like, which version of LAMF, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers, LAMF, uh, is the good one? Um, because of course Walter Lure just died. Right. And they had a. Uh, we played one of his songs a couple episodes ago, but they had a, or I think it was just last episode with uh, with Todd Sheet, wasn't it? Uh yeah, two episodes. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, uh, but it, so I ended up buying the LAMF, what's called the Lost seventy seven mixes, and I wasn't for sure, but actually I have a CD version of that too that has the original album and then a ton of extra outtakes and stuff, and it sounds great. So I'm actually so I can recommend that if you're looking for a pressing of LAMF because I know some of them are not supposed to be very good. But the Lost seventy seven mixes is real cool. So I've been listening to that, of course, with all the all the Heartbreakers dead now. All the original Heartbreakers dead, or the classic lineup, I should say. And I also bought a record that you won't care about at all, but that I always loved. Came out when I was about nineteen. Was Allison Chains Dirt the Ooh, second dear. Allison Chains album? You are correct. I do not care oh, about that so at dirty. all. It's so dirgy. It's That's like so one dirty. one funeral march after the next. I oh, love lovely. it so much. Sounds great. So, so yeah, that was it. That was my that was my weekend. I, that's I a lot, I, man. Man, you bought a lot of albums. I think I got seven records. Yeah, that's good. No, I was, and I could have got more. And my so my record stores are finally starting to open back up. My big one in town here that I love opened back up last week. I have not been over there yet. I probably I might get over there this week. We'll see. I got to hmm. get a new car. I said my my uh, son's got his license uh, got his license well, or passed his driver's test. Well, the Secretary of State's been closed. 
or not closed, but it's only open by appointment. So his appointment is not for a couple more weeks. So hmm. I got to get a new, I got to get a new car, and he's gonna have my old car. That's cool. With lucky punk kid, punk till I die sticker on it. Yeah, lucky kid. Um, my car is gonna be all geared up, dude. My sister gave me the social D sick boy front license plate. I got my sloppy seconds license plate ring for the back. <laughs> punk till I die sticker. Oh man. Yeah, you got that punk rock car, baby. Throw some <laughs> yeah, more stickers in there. You'll be good. Punk rock old man sedan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch that broken down the side of the road. Um, oh. I'll tell you what, why don't you play something off one of the things you were just talking about? Let's do a Joe Jackson song. Okay. Um, you know, this album, it, it's not a, Look Sharp is not a punk album by any stretch of imagination. Definitely like a, what, new wave, power pop kind of thing. Well, the funny thing was, in 79, um, a lot of people were anxious to push anything that was new. They would certainly class it as new, maybe not punk, but they would certainly class it as class it as new wave. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it 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 would be in that if there was a if there was a place at the record store where they had all the punk records, the Joe Jackson album would probably be in there with it, believe it or not. So because hmm. that's what they used to do back then, you know, because they had to keep all this alternative types, new types away from the from the regular client, the re- <laughs> regular long haired clientele. So away yeah. from the Boston the Boston records. Yeah, exactly. Kansas. Yeah, the kids wanted to buy Deep Purple. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's let's do the most aggressive, the most rocking track on the album. Lest we get too bogged down, let's do "Got the Time." All right, so "Got the Time" from Joe Jackson from his first album, "Look Sharp."
So, so Tom, um, when we first got to Logansport, didn't got the time tick tick ticking in my head, Neil? Yeah, tick, what, tick, what, tick what, in my head. well, wasn't um, wasn't Matt playing like a cover by like Slayer or something of that song? Oh, no, it was Anthrax. Yes, uh, Anthrax on their classic 1990 album "Persistence of Time" covered that song. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So a bunch yeah. of bands have covered that. That's that's one of those songs that it seems like it's been covered a bunch of times. I think. It's crazy, man. He was such a good songwriter. Those songs are so, you know, in a very Elvis Costello-y vibe, right? In that first album. Yeah. It's got a very Elvis Costello vibe. But man, but, take, but honestly, I'll take that over the first Elvis Costello album any day of the week. Yeah, the first few Elvis Costello albums good. But um Maybe the first two, but man, he's such a pretentious windbag, isn't he? He is. That's a that's a really good description for him. That should be on his that should be on his gravestone when he yeah, dies. Maybe, maybe Joe Jackson is too, but I don't know it. You know, I don't hear it. He's not in my face. He's actually just supposed to be a prick, which is fine, because because that's what it because that's what his songs kind of come oh, across go, like. Go right? write, some more, write some more crappy jazz albums. God forbid you make any good records in, in, in <laughs> the last thirty years. But those first two albums are so good. You no, know, I agree. Look I, sharp, I, and I'm the man of both. Spot yep. on, man. The lyrics are biting and angry, and um, it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, those all the yeah the the breakup songs, right? Happy loving couples. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, it's good stuff. Well, is she really going out with him is just amazing. Because yeah, I see yeah. that all the time now. It makes me think of it all the time when you see cute girls and they're going out with these ugly fucking gorilla-looking dudes. It's, what the <laughs> hell? Nice like, personalities, Neil. Like they've been kidnapped. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> yeah. they have good personalities. Yeah, maybe. I don't, is she I really don't, going out with him, Tom? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So well, okay, so <coughs> yeah, sorry. So that was our trip, but I've yep. bought I've bought a lot of albums. I've been I've been a fiend on uh, on the old computer machine, um, buying stuff recently. How about you? Or or was what'd that? You get? Okay. Um, well, I. No, go ahead. Why don't you go? You go ahead first. Okay. So we're talking. I see. I can't remember the last time we did this. What I'd mentioned, but um, I think it's been possible we've done record collecting. Yeah, I think it has. So um, I actually ordered some albums from France. Um, so we're talking about LAMF again, the Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. So the best original press, because you know how I am with original presses, right? Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, the English press is is sucks. It just sounds like it was mastered in a toilet. Um, but for whatever reason, when they did European releases, they used a different master. And so the French one is, uh, known to be the best one. So we'll be right. looking just, for a just what we, just what we need. You know, the French already think they're better than everybody else. Right. They got <laughs> so, the best pressing of LAMF. So I, uh, actually, surrender monkeys. I actually, uh, yeah, I actually found a really good price on that first so are press. They are they, are they drag racing outside of your house? Yeah, I think so. I, no, and the cops will play me by in a while too. That's um, all right. I heard, a, I heard a, I, what sounded like a vicious dog attack outside my, my window here a minute ago. So it's <laughs> probably that wolf man again or whatever. <laughs> yeah, wolf man of Logan's yeah. Um, so I found, found a French press from a French record store, obviously, on Discogs. I found a French press of LAMF for a very reasonable price. And it's got, actually, the cover The cover art's nicer, too. It's brighter and stuff, and it's, like, thicker. So I bought that, and... Is that, uh, so, so, so is that... So that was used, obviously, or was that new? Um, It, it was used, I think, because it's a 79 original, but it's in really, really nice shape. Okay. It's And it's and, on the, uh, it's the original track records, so it's it's an original. And, so is, that, um, is that Gatefold, then, or no? Is what? Gatefold? Is no. That, Okay. No, no, the original so, one wasn't Gatefold. So the one I got's Gatefold, but it's and it's track records slash jungle records, which I don't know what jungle records is. But anyway, that's right. Sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, um, and because I was getting it from France, it was like, well, I might as well get something else as well to combine shipping, right? Of course. So I got an album by, actually, it's a either French or Belgian post-punk band called Marquis de Sade, called Danzig, Danzig Twist, which is kind see, of funny. See, I've heard of that, I think, or is it something, I think it's something else. From 1979. Good, huh. good, uh, good early post-punk albums, good. Huh. Um, then, orig- oh, and that came pretty fast, considering it came from France. It probably got to me within two weeks you know uh, less than three weeks anyway which quicker than you're getting it from the west coast which was less than the next thing i'm going to talk about which was the thing i've been bitching about forever right which was the (laughs) stuff i ordered from fat rack um two albums and i paid for oh so annoying i paid for second day shipping and it took three weeks so um but anyway i got in that package was uh the teenage bottle rocket stealing the covers album you know which is like the covers the cover of the people's songs and um, the Australian band Clowns, their album Nature Nurture. So uh, really, really good album. So I got those two um, so what, eventually. So what do you think about that? What, the Clowns one? I know you're a big Teenage Bottle Rocket, you're a big Teenage Bottle Rocket fan. What did you think about the covers album? Uh, I like it because, I mean, I like what they did, right? So what they did, they didn't cover famous songs. They no. covered songs from bands that... Pals. Yeah, from bands that opened up for them, basically, to give those bands some publicity. And they're really good songs, and when they do them in the TB style, you know, it works. You know, it could just be another Teenage Bottle Rocket album, really, you know. But, you know, that from... Was, that, it took a while for it to grow on I me mean, when I first... I think I rev- I did. I reviewed it for Punk News. I, I At first, I'm like, man, I don't think this really hits the spot, but it did It did grow on me. And there's a, definitely a few, like, Jams on there. Yeah, there's a few jams on Robocop is a half breed sellout. That's a great one. That was so great. Yeah, yes. that's a good that one. That stupid last song, uh, uh, Bear Walks into a Bar or whatever. Yeah, why the long pause? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's stupid, but it's funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. But anyway, there were, those two were nine ninety nine a piece, which I guess makes up for the long three weeks. I mean, it's it's just so, it slaps you right in the face. You know, it's right on the label, two day shipping, and it took three <laughs> weeks. But anyway, I've, I've gone off on the USPS enough. Um, then okay, so the, so the cheats that we had, oh, so Todd cheat we had on the next episode sixty two, yep, um, sixty three. I'm sorry, sixty three, because um, sixty two was Logan Sport. So on sixty three we had Todd cheat on, and so I saw their album reviewed in Viva La Rock, like I said, and I bought it immediately from them. Um, and so I you really, bought it without hearing it, or you went on? I heard, heard no, I I downloaded it on Apple Music, like what I heard, so I immediately bought the vinyl. Because I wanted mm. to give those guys some love, so um, it came with. I think I was talking about it. it came with a free bandana, free leopard skin bandana, uh, pick guitar pick. Yeah, I, I need, I need to see you wearing that. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, guitar pick, stickers, you know, all kinds of shit. Basically, it came with in the package, so that huh. was nice on pink vinyl. And then I, I was got... actually over there. I was over there looking at it. I'm like, ah, oh, it's 25 for the pink, 18 for the black. <laughs> Do I pay extra for the pink? Because I think the pink's the only one that comes with all the extra stuff. It does, yeah. It comes with all, that's the one that comes with all the extra shit, yeah. So that's what I did. Um, then there's a new band on Hostage um, uh, who put out a lot of the early Smogtown stuff. So they have like a super group um, called Outsiders, and they have their first album, These Streets, just came out. And it was cheap enough on uh, super cool, like, black and red, like, streaked vinyl. And um, so it's got guys from the Pushers, I believe, um, guys from Smogtown, and a band I hadn't heard of before, but um, you might have done, a band called Discontent. 
Mm, so, no, these are all like OC bands, I think, doing that classic po uh, classic punk kind of 70s kind of punk style. So um, I bought that. It's a, it's 10 songs. It's short. It's got an anti-no-willy uh, song on it. It's really Which good. One? It's really good street punk. It's really, really good. Which anti-no-willy song? Um, let's, let's Break the Law. Let's Break the Law. Yep. So I got Goes that. Goes back to our being partners conversation, partner. Yep. I got that, and that's excellent. Um, so from Hostage Records, I got that. And what else have I got? Yeah, the Psychedelic Furrows I was talking about, I got. The Wipers Record Store Day reissue, I got. Oh, and then, um, a while ago, I don't know if I mentioned this, um, Cockney Rejects, they had a documentary about their life and career and stuff called East End Babylon. Yep. So I've had it for a while, and I lent it to somebody, and I don't know who I lent it to, and it's long gone, mm -hmm. basically, I know I'm not getting that back. So I saw... You're talking like DVD. DVD, yeah, I'm sorry, DVD, yeah, DVD yeah. release, yeah. But on their, like, web store or whatever, I saw you could get signed copies for, like, £10 or something. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll buy another copy. So I've got yeah, it. Yeah, and it's signed by Mickey, and uh, it's signed by Mickey and Stinky, and it came, It's I literally got it within 10 days. Hmm. So, yeah, so I've, I got that, too, so. How about you? Have you bought anything on the old Discogs so, recently? So on, on the Record Store Day thing, real briefly, mm -hmm. because yeah, you, you get that Wipers thing that was the Record Store Day thing. There was really nothing on the list that that tweaked me. But have you been going out generally to Record Store Day, or is that we've talked about this before? I think haven't we? We have. Normally, Record Store Day is a huge disappointment to me. Um, there'll normally be like one thing that maybe I'll be interested in. Um, like a couple years ago, they had a couple of uh, early. Who was it? Um, it wasn't Wire, but it was a, it was a band. It was the Mekons. They had a couple of early Mekon singles they'd repressed on colored vinyl, so oh, I went yeah. and got those. But then that annoyed me because then I was like, why didn't I just spend a couple bucks more and get the originals? So now, well, it's, now it's kind of annoying it, me. <laughs> was it the Superior Viaduct ones? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that the, We talked about this before, too, but I think that's the husband of the woman from the Avengers. Oh, okay. Guitar player for the Avengers yeah. or something. Like, they, do, they do a nice job, though, actually. Uh, the stuff's not cheap, but you'd get a really nice, true repress of a classic seven-inch for ten bucks rather than right. thirty bucks or fifty bucks or whatever. Right. Um, so, there's there really nothing this this drop that turned me on. Well, this drop is fucked up because they've decided right because of COVID they split it into three different record store days. So now it's Which tough to even know spring, what's right? when. Usually it's in April. Right. March well, or April, yeah. That, but I'm watching the logistics of it. And you know they're only, they're only allowing ten people in the store, and they're like you got the bins all separated and everything. I mean, it, it's it's always kind of a clusterfuck. I can't imagine how bad it's going to be, how bad it was this year. But right. it, by the same token, there's less releases, less people. Maybe it, maybe it wasn't that big a deal. I don't know. Well, it's just tough to know though, because even if there was something you're interested in, because I know you're interested in, there's an Agent yes. Orange one coming out. I'm interested in a couple things. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's tough to know, are those coming out in September, and then they're doing an October drop? Uh, I'm sorry, there's an August drop, which just happened this weekend. There was a September drop. And... I thought you sent me a thing that said it was definitely happening in September. Yeah, but that was, and that, uh, the funny thing was, there's very little on the American Record Store Day releases I was interested in, except for that Wipers thing. But the the, Brit the UK Record Store Day, they've actually got some decent stuff, and it looked like that Agent Orange and the Freeze were on the Record Store Day UK. Oh, is that what it was? That's what it seems to be, yeah. So, oh, see, excuse me, I thought it was an Italian label. 
Yeah, so the Agent uh, the Agent Orange is the repress of their Living in Darkness, their first EP, right? Um, it's, and it's got a bunch of bonus tracks. It's honestly, it's it's the musically, it's the same as the Rhino CD version. Mm-hmm. But the Rhino CD version also has also has like an interview at the end. Okay. So, so it's th- got like thirteen songs as opposed to what the original is eight, I think. And this is uh, this is going to be on purple vinyl for some reason, and it's. The record was the same label, so I'm sure that's going to be a European thing only, too. Yeah, and Radiation. Did, didn't Radiation do the first, last Ramones album? No, that was Radioactive, I think. Oh, Radioactive. Okay, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it's on purple vinyl and limited to 800 copies. So that's probably going to be hard to find. Well, will it or not? I don't know, because I'll tell you what, the Drastic Plastic presses of that album, you can't find them at all anymore. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Just and here. then and then the Freeze are doing the same one, right? wait in line for that next month but if it's only euro i probably i'm not gonna go wait and well that's gonna have to be that that's gonna have to be a a discogs uh, purchase probably and then you know and the same that the september 26th record store day um land of the lost by the freeze the classic this is the first freeze album right yeah yeah so that's dropping in orange vinyl for whatever reason and at least there's some orange on the cover so i guess that makes sense and uh as opposed to Living in Darkness, it's literally no... Well, maybe there's... No, because it's dark really, blue. It's basically just really, a dark blue cover, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is limited to 500, so that's going to be even harder to find, but it's probably going to have less people looking for it, to be fair. True. So um, there's those two. And then I saw as well, there was a couple of other ones. Um, I don't know if you like this band or not, but um, Broken Bones. Mm. Do I, like- I don't have a lot of their stuff, but I, I kind of like what I've heard. Okay. It's kind of discharge Some of the guys from Discharge, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Tez, Baz, Nobby, Bones. <laughs> Man, those guys have great names. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Black and White Quartered Vinyl Limited to 500. So that was a record store day. And again, in the UK, uh, dropped yesterday. So the UK one had much better. Mm. Um, including, I think I was just going to say, too, about the Operation Ivy one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Operation Ivy classic first album. They've done the half-white half black split vinyl so people will probably get excited about that one um but yeah it seems like the uk record store day releases were much better than the american ones the american ones why every record store day do we have to have like 16 bowie albums you know well that must be what sells i mean i hate to say it but that i mean that must be what drives the thing right these dad rock records some new version of heroes or something and then some unknown live recording or some shit i mean who's buying this crap Neil, it's the dad rock crowd, even though I must say I th- I'm a dad and I think I rock harder than they do. Yeah. Well, you're just looking for that new Huey Lewis uh, quote of vinyl, you know, picture disc exactly. or something. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I want multicolored rainbow vinyl. Yep. All right. Why don't you play us? You, you want to play your, play the last song? Or you, want, you, you have a song that's related to any of that stuff? Actually, no? I do. Um, so that band that was just talking about, The Outsiders, that hostage-like uh super group kind of thing yep. of a lot of those OC type bands. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to play a song buff from that, off that album called these streets and the song is called these streets. So this is by the outsiders. <laughs>
So there, uh, that was the outside. It's very classic, um, like oi street punk kind of sound on that, and they do it. They do it really well. It is. It is a good album, and uh, yeah, I think it's got the original bass player from Smogtown, and then yeah, like we're saying, mm. someone from the Pushers, and two people from Discontent. So yeah, it's it's a good. That's a good album. It's short. It's only like ten or eleven songs, but it's uh, it's good. Another another nice band name where you go on Discogs and Google it, and like the one you want is the seventeenth one. Dude, with that seriously, name. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had to put it, you know, it got so bad, I had to put in the name of the album, you know, not just the band name, I had to put the yeah, name of the album yeah. in to find it. You have to, you like, know? go to the, the micro-search area there, yeah. But typical, the thing, the things that pissed off Chavez from, uh, from Gross Polluter slash Smogtown, Hostage has done it again on this album. So, there was a regular black version, there was, like, this red-black splattered version, and then they did this other version with a completely different cover, like an art cover. Um, and then they did another one that was like signed by the band or something. So there's like four or five different versions of this, of this, of this brand new album you could buy, you know, depending on how much you want to spend. You well, know? and you know, somewhere there's some tortured psych neurotic who has to buy every version of it. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there is. And that's, I'm, I'm not that tortured yeah. neurotic. Well, not the funny, the, the funny thing is the, the art cover of the, of the, of the sleeve is actually to me anyway. Um, no disrespect to the artist, but I think it's way worse than the regular version of the album cover. So I find it was interesting that that's the one that they decided to push for the most money. Looks, looks, looks like it was done by Jackson Pollock or something. It's like different, just like six different like silhouettes of people or something. It's just kind of weird. Huh. Um, anyway, I'm not a well, fan. Of, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Hostage probably now have have me on their hate list. But uh, well, it's all yeah. about scarcity, obviously. Plus, yeah. what do you know about art, Neil? What do you know about art? <laughs> I know what I like. Exactly. <laughs> like pornography. I know it when I see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 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 the, the big thing I got recently that's bringing me a lot of joy is actually this weird yellow press of Screeching Weasel's Wiggle album, which is another one that I'm sure it's at least the at least the third time I bought it. Oh, yeah, I think the last time we talked about collecting vinyl, you'd said that you'd spent like 30 bucks or something and bought a shit ton of stuff from Screeching oh, Weasel, but you hadn't gotten it yet. No, and I finally got it, and I actually got four, four T-shirts and a record. And it was and it was literally like, a t- it's like I haven't gone to any shows this year, so I thought I might have to spruce up the T-shirt collection a little bit. So I'm even currently wearing my Riverdales in blue, and I got a Screeching Weasel in yellow, a Screeching Weasel in green, and a Screeching Weasel in... Yellow, green, and red. Wow, look all, at you. You like all colors of the rainbow. All different designs, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but they were blowing them out for like 10, 12 bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it was, it was cool. I updated, updated my wardrobe. and uh, But that, I'm trying to think what else. I, I think I talked about getting that dogs, the classic Detroit dogs, 7-inch slash your face. Mm. I picked I picked that up. That's a repress. That's really nice. Talking I, about know, talking about bands on Discogs, well, with the same name. If you look yeah, at Dogs, yeah. there's like a thousand. <laughs> I've been dinking and dunking. I've actually sort of I'm actually sort of stopped. Like I don't have anything ordered at the moment. Um, the post office thing has been kind of making me mental. 
Hmm. Um, and I, you know, and the more you hear about it, you think that maybe maybe they're sabotaging the post office on purpose. Right. I, I don't know. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But that that being said, I'm found a new like small series of seven inches that I'm on borderline obsessed with. So I will probably. I mean, nobody's sending anything on Sunday, so I might just order something tonight with hopes that it gets in the mail tomorrow. So we'll see. Hmm. So hmm. it was cool. I actually was able to go to. F- Record stores, Let's yeah, see. yeah. I went to four record stores on our little trip. Yeah, it is nice. It is and nice. And were to... like, you know, it it, it was. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and I tell you what. And next, and if if we're able to come up to Chicago, God, I sure would wish we'd go to a show. Yeah, so that will be really cool because um, all the record stores are pretty much open. I'm thinking Bucket of Blood. You still might need a mask to go in there, but I believe Reckless and Sugar. Oh, Everything in Michigan is masked. Yeah, so. but I don't think Reckless and Sugar are. Um, really? I don't think. I could be wrong about that. But well, it's sh- just not enforcing it. Yeah, but Sugar seems to have been open for a while, and there's one around the corner from there that I don't, don't think you've ever been to called Dusty Groove. Um, so, hmm. yeah, that'll be cool. So we could do, yeah, we could make it. We could make a day of it just, just doing, like, four or five record shops and then go into, like, the Duke of Perth and D-Man Tavern and maybe, you know, another couple of bars go. or something, so... Even though there's no Drink, shows drinking, to go to, drinking know. in a record shop, what could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Well, like, oh, like I think I think I told you a while ago because the D Man is owned by the same people that own Bucket of Blood. So if you have lunch and drinks at D Man first, and take your receipt in, I think they give you like ten percent off at Bucket of Blood or something like that. There you go. Yeah, so I do cool. enjoy a bargain, even though if you go over there and drink thirty bucks worth, saving. Uh... <laughs> Saving four dollars, really. Like yeah. Yes, and you go in, you go in and spend three hundred dollars at uh, on rare records at Bucket of Blood. Yeah, because it's because it really is your kind of place. I mean, it's almost all hardcore punk and uh, and metal. And then they have like magazines, and they have old books, and they have. It's actually a lot of cool stuff in that shop. It's a cool shop. Cool. Yeah, independently. I, uh, I've definitely been looking forward to that. I mean, I like hitting Reckless on Milwaukee and stuff. There's some good, you know, Chicago's got some great shops, obviously. Yeah, and and, and then there's the other Milwaukee. Uh, there's the other Reckless actually, um, over by Duke of Perth. I mean, there's another one over there. So you nice. know, yeah. We get some fish and chips. We get some of that Scottish ale. You love. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to walk home. It's going to be excellent. Yeah. We'll uh, Uber, <laughs> Uber back to Skokie. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be good. So anyway, yeah. Well, that's something to look forward to because we've got a four day weekend coming up. I think right. Yeah, I think that's coming up. That's I'm probably. Yeah, it's actually my wife's birthday. Oh, next weekend. Okay. Yeah, so I'm sort of like, uh, I don't know. What oh yeah, you're committed. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know what we're gonna do. We might do something. We might do a day trip or an overnight or something. I don't know. Man, yeah, of course, pretty much summer's over. So. Dude, I was just thinking about that. It's so weird. It's like all the seasons have just all melded into one, right? Because everyone's yeah, been yeah, sitting yeah. at home. It's been a beautiful summer, actually. Yeah, Hot. it has. Hot. And yeah. yeah, kids are kids are school, so yeah, at least temporarily. So yeah, man. So yeah, yeah I look forward to it. So I'm gonna play us out, right? Yeah, play us out. Yeah, play yeah. I think it was. With... I, think, I think it was one of the one of the records you bought, right? Yeah, I think we already talked about this, but I can't remember due to the fact that you know issues. <laughs> yeah, we actually had some te- we actually had some technical issues here, so we like started like eight or nine hours ago. Yeah, we're just nine finishing or ten up. hours ago, and we're just finishing up this evening. Yeah, uh, but I know that Neil's flawless editing you you won't even be able to tell, other than the fact <laughs> that I admitted it. You won't even be able to tell. Well, now I'm gonna have to so. keep all the bad bits in. <laughs> nah, <laughs> me oh, yelling man. into the void. Is anybody there? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking internet. Fucking, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. Yep. 
So anyway, so yeah, so let's play the title track from the. I I talked about getting the new Craft uh, Recordings press of Mommy's Little Monster. Let's do the title track, Social Distortion, Mommy's Little Monster, nineteen eighty three classic. Everybody knows that. I assume everybody knows that. Mom's right. Little Monster, Social yep. D, off the first album. Ass out of you and me. 
That's true. That's true. We know what, because we have, we've been amazed, right, by what some of the yeah. people write in and say, oh, you just introduced me to this. I'll be like, what? And even, some old, even some of the older punkers saying, oh, I yeah. didn't know this was related to that or whatever. And yeah, I still I, learn stuff like that, too. You know, we, we've we've had these conversations. And I go, really? I didn't know that. So. Yeah, that is true. And and it, and it does always amaze me, though, that, like, kids who were, like, oh, kids, guys who were into, like, 80s punk in England, they might not have been into, they might not have been aware of the American scene at all. You know, I just always assume the two are interchangeable because they are to me. But, you know, I guess if you were into what's in your country, you might not have even been aware of what's you know, going on. Yeah. Continent. It's interesting. So, yes. All right. Anyway, hey, man. It's yep. been fun as usual. And uh, we, uh, we'll do it again soon. Yep. See you on the flip right, side. Man. Everybody stay safe out there. And, uh, yeah, I'll explain this one on the next one. But uh, keep a little mark in your heart. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Bye.